0: You're listening to Pipes, Pores, and Pals. I'm your pal, Justin. And I'm your pal, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, pretty fantastic. How about yourself?
1: fan freaking fantastic. Nice. Yeah, I just uh, spent the day with my kid out at the, uh, well, not the entire day, but a a pretty good portion of the day, a couple hours at least, out at the uh, ham radio field day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I'm one of those nerds. I play with radios. Hey. There's a lot of people out there that like those hams. Yep. I love ham. Yeah. Yep. Amateur radio, the A-W-R-L field day. So it's kind of cool if you're not a ham, um, not an amateur radio operator. Uh, Field day is where you just go out in the field and you you put up some antennas and we're out on emergency power typically. Oh, yeah. And try
0: to make contacts all over the world. Is it kind of like a simulation for like, what the end of the world or like an apocalyptic situation. Like if the, the power grid goes down. Not necessarily
1: that it's like, um,
0: preparing
1: to, um, kind of a disaster scenario, but like, so in Delaware County in the past, the ham radio operators actually had to be, um, part of the nine one one dispatch at one point because of the, um, telephone lines all being ripped down by an ice storm. Oh, wow. Yeah. This was back early 2000s. And so they basically stuck a bunch of battery radios in trucks, um, handheld radios and, you know, some battery operated that actually went to the truck battery and all that stuff and went back to the old school way of communicating and, you know, the County wasn't prepared to deal with it that way. Cause they're on, you know, on a digital system with repeaters and all that stuff. Right. And um, the ham radio operators prepare for those kind of things. And so field day is kind of getting out in inopportune times, um, getting out in the environment where you're, you know, you don't have grid power. You don't have um, comforts of like being in your own home. Like a lot of these guys are set up with like pop-up canopies running off of batteries or solar or generators, that kind of thing. And then erecting huge antennas, that they can use to talk all over the world. Mm, wow. And it wasn't the greatest uh, conditions today. We've had some overcast and some rain off and on throughout the day. Yeah. But just kind of like a, a couple of sprinkles here and there. But the overcast has really killed it today. Like um, my daughter, Manny, she really likes playing on the radio and uh, she only had the opportunity to make four contacts today, which was kind of rough. I mean, last year she made like 20. Yeah. Um, which I'm probably sp- speaking Greek to you, but that was my weekend so far. I'm going back out tomorrow morning.
0: Okay. So, yeah. And this only happens once
1: a week, once a year? like Once when- a year, yep. It goes from 2 p.m. on Saturday until 2 p.m. on Sunday. Wow. I okay. go all through the night. Wow. so That's uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. So, other parts of the country would be on different times. Even the world. Like, her first contact of the day was in Quebec. And we had another contact we couldn't quite reach that was in Uruguay. Hmm. Yeah. You know habla Inglés. That's fun. Yeah. We know habla español. What's the farthest you've gotten, somebody? Um China. Uh on field day? Yeah. Um last year I think she got Mexico, which is a pretty good jaunt from us. Yeah. The conditions gotta really be right to get really far away. Like you gotta have like the perfect uh to without getting into the weeds. You gotta have the perfect sun cycle. Sunspot cycle, you got to have the perfect weather, you got to have like the perfect cloud cover. You, got, I mean, just like there's so many factors that have to be perfect, not only where you're at, but also where the person's receiving at. Um, So, like, it's actually easier to communicate with the space station than it is with somebody, a specific place at another spot in the world, mm. which is kind of weird to think about. It is you have a direct line of sight to the space station you just gotta be able to track it and there's apps for that
0: it has to be on your side of the world i guess Mm -hmm.
1: yeah kind of cool yeah that's pretty cool nerdy it's completely nerdy yeah for sure absolutely but uh you know we're a podcast about pipe smoking so i don't think that really either of us have any room to talk
0: yeah no i agree i mean i'm a wood carver I I like nerdy things. I wasn't saying it in a derogatory (laughs) way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's what we did today. Uh, if you're a ham, reach out to us. I'd love to,
0: love to chat with you. Just reach out to Justin. Yeah. No, I don't care if you're a ham. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I want, I want everyone to enjoy it.
1: Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was, it's a fun time. I can't wait to go back out tomorrow with her. So yeah, that's awesome. see. Hopefully the weather cooperates.
0: It's cool that you have something like that you can do with your daughter too. That's, that's pretty cool.
1: She loves it. She um. She's done it off and on for the last couple of years and really, really liked it a lot. And she's tried to take her test to, pat, to get her license a couple of times. And, uh, you know, she's she got a little discouraged by it. So I'm hoping by keeping her, you know, on the radio. Yeah. Using somebody else's call sign because you're allowed to do that, um, especially in like organized events. They can use like the club call sign. So it allows her to get on, get on the air even though she's not licensed. Gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Anyway, um, yeah, episode... Fifteen, yeah, All right. The old one five, oh one five. Yep. Sitting down in my basement, drinking a beer. Both of us just last episode said we're going to be doing that much anymore, and yet we still <laughs> made zero preparations for having non alcoholic.
0: But we got a good lead though.
1: Yeah, we did get a good lead. We um, we actually heard heard from a listener that we haven't heard from before. Yeah, yeah. You want to, you want to read that to the, the old listeners. Um.
0: Yeah, I won't read the whole thing here, but.
1: Yeah, just kind of give him the rundown.
0: Um, a nice guy by the name of Brad reached out. Um, he said that he very much enjoys the podcast. Uh, he hopes we keep going with it for the foreseeable future. But he did give us... He said uh, that there's a drink called Hoppy Refresher from Laganita's Brewing. Um and I I'm a big fan of Lagunitas Brewing. They have several beers that I like. Their Maximus is good. They um they make a beer called Little Something Something. It's an ale. Uh, Little Something Something. Yeah, it's it's pretty good too. But um yeah, and he said it's a non alcoholic um drink that they make. Yeah. And I've never seen it around, but like I told him, I've never looked for it, so <laughs> I mean, I'll have to look for it. I um. I'm a little nervous based on the name because hoppy is in the name. That's what got me excited about. It. I was like, "Ooh, hoppy earwax." Yeah, you would because
1: you like the taste of your own earwax. Yeah. 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 I mean kind of like the pee you've been jarring up. <laughs> I can't I can't do hoppy stuff, man. Yeah. I just uh Sarah likes it. Like Mrs. Codger, she's all about the hoppy stuff. You've you've converted her to drinking like super hoppy waxy Bitter nastiness, like it's
0: not hard to do for people who are
1: willing to give it a chance. Because I have
0: given it a chance. Like I don't think you've given it a fair shake.
1: Oh man, I literally went to out to dinner with my wife on a date, and I ordered an IPA just because I was like, I have to, have to try, I have to at least try to learn to like IPAs because that's the cool thing to do, you know? You hipsters and your
0: bitter earwax drinks. I don't do anything because it's the cool thing to do. Whatever, I think it's delicious I
1: don't, I don't understand it, I just don't understand it, no, I mean, to each their own, like it's true i uh, I just don't get it, I don't
0: and you know what I don't like is which has been becoming more popular in the last few years. sour beers, yeah, I cannot stand a sour beer mm. um
1: I've only had one, and it was okay if I had to pick between the two, I'd pick a sour over an i p a
0: yeah. When but a lot of people love sour beers and like gozas and stuff, I'm just not a huge fan of them.
1: Yeah, I was at um What's the name of that place? Uh Upland Brewing. Actually, I'm sorry, I've had two sours. I've had one at Upland Brewery uh down on Fountain Square. And then I've also had a sour at Kuma's Corner, which is also in Fountain Square. They're actually right across the street from each other. Nice. Yeah. Kuma's. I'm not going to talk about it cuz we're not going to talk about food. I'm not going to bring up Kuma's. Yeah. Just forget I ever
0: said anything about it. Upland, they popped up at quite a few stores in Indy in the last like five years. Yeah. They're out of Bloomington originally. Yeah. We won't talk about the food at Upland either just because we don't have to talk about food. I okay. will not mention their tenderloin. Okay. Yeah. I won't mention their ghost pepper sauce.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm I not going to mention, I think they are They have a sandwich called like the, the something Hoosier Heart Attack or Cardiac something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about how amazing it is because it's got like all sorts of meat on it and like a tenderloin. Yeah, we're just not going to talk about it.
0: You know, the best sandwich I think I've ever had in my entire life. We're not going to talk about sandwiches, (laughs) man.
1: We're not going to talk about the delicious Led Zeppelin burger at Kuma's Corner. We've already talked about that before. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about it this time. I feel like that's a good idea. Because I'm getting really hungry just not talking about it.
0: I went through Arby's. The other day. We're
1: not going to talk about food, man. <laughs> did you ask, did you not ask for the meat mountain?
0: I asked about it. Did you? Yeah. I went up to the window. I didn't order it, but I said, uh, they were making my food and this kid was standing in the window. The, the thing opened his back to me and I go, Hey, can I ask you a question? And he turns around and I go, I, guess "I have a sandwich called the meat mountain. And he did like this thing where like his eyes sank, but he smiled. And he was like, yeah. And I go, what's on that? And he was like, he went through, he pulled it up on the computer and he went through everything because it's every meat they have. <laughs> he was like, it's roast beef, brisket, corned beef, roast turkey, chicken tender, bacon. I think it was Swiss cheese, something else.
1: We need to do an episode where we both go get a meat mountain and just I eat it while we, and just talk about it while we're on the on the episode.
0: <laughs> he told me, he said... Um, he goes, literally every time somebody orders it, you can hear the groans from the people that make the sandwiches. <laughs> he was like, he goes, I love ordering it because I like, he goes, it's, it's fun to push all those buttons. <laughs> he said, but people hate making it. <laughs> and this kid that was behind him turned around, he's like, you talking about the meat mountain. He was like, yeah. He goes, are you going to order one? And I said, no. And he goes, people only, only order those when they're high. And I said, oh, is that the case? And he was like, he goes, yeah, what you, you do what you want, I don't care, but 11.45 every single night somebody comes in and orders that stupid sandwich, <laughs> and he goes, they pull up to the window and they just rig a weed. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> That's a future episode. Yeah. I'm writing it down right now. Put it on the board. Yep. Oh. We talked about what we're drinking, since we completely abandoned what we said we were going to do the last episode. Yeah. Um, what's you drinking? Well, I'll tell you what, I've been working on redoing the floors in one of the rooms in my house for the past, this makes the third weekend I've been working on it. Uh huh. I've never done floors in a house before. Mm. So I bet it looks wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it had this old nasty carpet in there and I had to pull up the carpet and pull up the foam and, I started pulling out these nails. We mentioned this a couple of times how your parents um, did the floors in my living room and your mom had to pull out staples for like eight hours Mm -hmm. and the amount of staples that were in that floor is just insane. Mm -hmm. So I got about halfway through and I was really worried about all the, the different areas that weren't level and it has a hardwood floor, but it's been repaired several times. So it was like chipboard down and particle board and, in different areas covering holes. And I kept thinking about how that might be a problem when I lay the flooring down. It wouldn't be even or whatever. So I went out and bought like five millimeter underlayment and just put that over all of it, the whole floor. So I went around and cut out pieces for, you know, the closet and everything and put that down first so it would be a nice smooth surface to put the actual flooring down on. So that was what I did for the first weekend and week leading into doing it then last weekend I went hardcore on laying the floor down and then every night after work I've been putting floor down for the past week so I started off on Monday last week this past week um Monday's the day I worked two jobs so you know so I got I got done with the hospital and I went home and worked on the floor for an hour hour and a half and then every night after that I've just gone home and worked on the floor and I got it all done except a little bit and I finished it today but Today, I was working on um, like the, the French doors that enter into the office area, mm-hmm. and the person who p- like put the framework up for that door, there's like several levels of different types of boards and frame before you get to the actual frame. So I had to like make the most zigzaggy cut piece of flooring and try to like squeeze it down in there. You know what I mean to make it so it was kind of flush and looked good. Mm. Um which your oscillating tool came in very handy in that part. But anyway, the point is is that it was very arduous and difficult and by the time I got done I was going to head over here and I just thought, "You know what? I really want a beer." You got a beer. So that's why I, yeah. So that was two a, beers. a long story. Yeah, well, I meant like a beer as in, you know. the <laughs> Nate's been like double fisted, them. <laughs> <him. laughs> but uh, yeah, so I am drinking. um Something know, new. Yeah, I, I feel guilty now because I feel like it's all I ever drink on here, but I'm drinking Bell's Too Hearted. Surprise. Yeah. Last time I think I was drinking Guinness, so. What kind of notes do you get from it? Um, <laughs> Hoppy. <laughs> hoppy notes. Yeah. It's like a West Coast IPA.
1: Is it supposed to taste like fish?
0: <laughs> no, no. It's got what? that nice catfish on the front there. Oh, my there. goodness. You called it a catfish again. I did it on purpose. Uh huh. Clearly a carp.
1: And that Nate doesn't fish. Nate's scared
0: of worms. I am not scared of worms.
1: <laughs> That's the only reason I can think that you wouldn't go fishing. I already told you i do not. You don't know how to bait a hook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't use live bait anyway. <laughs> Throwing on like a popper or a spin bait or something like that.
1: Yeah. You fishing for catfish with that?
0: No. Catfish, you're doing like hot dogs or chicken livers or.
1: So you know so much about fishing, but you don't like fishing.
0: Correct. I'm not bad at fishing. I've fished a lot in my life and I don't have a problem catching fish. I just don't enjoy it. I hate, hate the way they smell. (laughs) And once you touch them, you can't get that smell off your hands. I love it. I like actually like just like catching multiple fish,
1: having my hands stink and then rinsing them off in the lake water and then eating my lunch.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> like a bologna sandwich that's been sitting in a uncooled bag with fishy smelling hands. God,
0: man, that's it's, so gross. It's
1: one of the most satisfying things in the world like eating a like room temperature bologna sandwich after you've caught a bunch of fish. I'm telling you, man. It's different. It's different.
0: It's different. That's so gross. It's so incredibly gross. Like, man, yeah, no, I don't fish because I don't like, I don't like any of the things you just said.
1: You don't like warm bologna sandwiches with fishy hands? No. Not at all. Okay. I don't like
0: lake water. <laughs> I don't like.
1: <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing to me that you can be so manly, but yet so girly at the same time. <laughs> well, I'm drinking a good old redneck beer, as always, because that's what I drink.
0: Yeah, for the most part. I drink
1: white trash beers.
0: For the most part, yeah.
1: I am drinking a Coors Banquet 16-ounce can. Not drinking the can. I'm drinking what's in the can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, But I had to, you know, change it up a little bit. So I'm using a Missouri Meerschaum Koozie Ooh, to be classy. You know, because... That's what I think when I drink a course banquet is class
0: because of the word banquet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes it feel fancy. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's written in cursive too. Put your pinky out. I can't even read cursive. Sipping on that. You
1: can't read cursive? I can read cursive. Yeah. I went to public school, but I can still read cursive. It's okay.
0: You spell the word buzz. Can I spell buzz in cursive? Can you write out buzz? Yes. You want to try me? I'm curious. Those are good Zs. See? Yeah.
1: I don't write in cursive an awful lot, but... Yeah? I'm sorry if I sound like I'm in a tin can. I'm turned around facing the whiteboard where I'm proving that I can write in cursive.
0: It's been a long time since I used cursive, but I'm pretty sure on the U's, you're supposed to go from the top. You're not supposed to go back down to the bottom. I'm sorry, man. I forgive you. I'm just letting you know. That's all right. It was pretty good, though. You did good on the Zs.
1: Thanks. I,
0: I'm pretty proud of my
1: Z's. I have pretty cool J's
0: too. i not going to lie. You ever uh, watch the movie Billy Madison? Yeah. When he goes to kindergarten, she actually might've been second grade by this time, but he can't write Z's in cursive. And she tells him to, she's like, go to the board and write risotto. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> he can't remember how to make a Z, so he just makes squiggly lines. And he's like, that's not a, a word, it's a name. She goes, okay, then spell buzz. <laughs> and he's like, I hate
1: cursive and I hate all of you. I'll never go back to school, never. And
0: then he runs out, <laughs> crying. <laughs> I love that movie so much.
1: I like all old school Adam Sandler stuff. Yeah. But anyway, so we talked about our beers. Talked about how Nate doesn't like fishing. Um, do you like hunting? I think I've asked you that before, but I can't
0: remember. I've only been, um, I've never actually been hunting. We're going to change that. For animals. You've been hunting for something other
1: than another living object?
0: (laughs) No. Um, No. But I've been coon hunting. Okay. But it wasn't coon hunting season. So So we were just spotting them. We were just spotting them. Um, One of my good friends when I was growing up, his dad raised walkers. Okay. And... We would go out with him sometimes just so he could run the dogs, you know. He, gotcha. had, he had a dog named Lady. Coon hounds are, they're just really incredibly interesting creatures. They are. The way that they can track a raccoon through the night and then the way their barks change. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've even talked about this before on here, but when, when Lady was on the trail, it'd be a real long, drawn out bark, like, like, roo, roo, roo. And then when she got him treed, she would sit with her paw, her back, her front paws up on the tree, just staring up at the raccoon. Mm-hmm. And it was just very, like, short, abrupt barks, nonstop. There's like, mm-hmm. roo, 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 roo. like, I mean, once she got him treed, you could tell because her bark changed. And you do it at night, obviously. So we were out there in the woods and we were all wearing our gear. They had like these, uh, giant battery packs that went under their belts with like the, mm-hmm. the lamps on their head, like an old coal miner. Yeah. We're just running through the woods. Mm-hmm. And we go, have to try to find the dog just purely based on where the bark was coming from.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they make these things called GPSs now. It's a lot easier. It's not as fun.
0: It doesn't sound fun at all.
1: No, I, um, I used to used to hunt a lot, a lot when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. It's fun, man. It is, yeah. Um, one of
1: my best friends growing up had... 10 coon hounds. And between running coon hounds and mudding, we were always in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Always on somebody's property we shouldn't have been on, whether it was mudding or whether, whether it was chasing coons.
0: You, what kind of coon hounds?
1: His were black and tans.
0: Oh. Yeah. They had walkers, they had one red bone, and they had a blue tick for a little bit. I'm going to get you out hunting this year.
1: I would love to go You've hunting. have never actually been hunting. Like No. never fired a gun at an animal.
0: No. I've actually only shot... I think we're allowed to use rifles now, right? In Indiana for yes. deer hunting? Yes. Um. Well, when we were growing up, we only use shotguns. Yeah. So Or muzzleloaders. Right. Or, yeah, obviously bows and arrows. Were like crossbows and stuff. But my brother got a shotgun. It was a single load uh, 20 gauge for Christmas one year. Okay. And we got some he bu- he got some slugs cuz he wanted to go deer hunting so bad. And so we were practicing shooting this shotgun. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we had to use it as didn't a, go well. As a target was uh my mom had this mannequin head that she kept her wigs on. And so we just took this head out and like put it up in her yard in the backyard. And we we're just shooting this these slugs at it, you know. And after like, I don't know, 20 rounds or something, I was taking turns shooting at this thing. My mom comes out and she was like, maybe you shouldn't be practicing shooting at a head in the backyard. So that was the only time I ever shot a shotgun.
1: Oh, we're going to change that.
0: I, I mean, I'm going to get you out duck hunting.
1: You're going to get in some lake water. Oh, my God. <laughs> get out in some lake water, wait around and some waders. Oh, yeah. If I have the appropriate attire and I don't get wet, I'll do it. Oh, you're going to get wet. <laughs> Take you dove hunting. That's that. That is like, dove hunting is the thing, that uh, it's like, the crucible. For, for getting into hunting, like, doves are really hard to shoot. Like you would think a dove would be easy to shoot, you know, because they're like considered like this weak, meek bird. Kind of small though. Yeah, but they're delicious, really delicious. Put them in a stew, but or like, no, you 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 de-breast them and then. We the way we cook them is we put them in um, jalapenos and then wrap them in bacon. Take you take the breast out of it and then you take put it inside of a jalapeno, wrap it in bacon and then bake it in the oven. Holy cow!
0: That mm. sounds incredible. It is. It's amazing. When's dove hunting season
1: coming up in August?
0: Really? Hmm. Yep. Where does one dove hunt? Like in a field? Like is it like quail? Yeah,
1: pretty. Uh, not like quail. Um but yeah, you know, you could use it in a field. I I hunt around water. If you go like in the evening, doves will actually come from the fields and they seek water before they um before they roost. And so if you hunt around water that has standing dead timber, you get doves.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. So we're going to turn you into a hunter this year. Do you have like somebody's property that you have permission to hunt doves on?
1: Um I have public property that I hunt doves on. Um but I'm working on it. I actually um Reached out to some people this week looking for some property to hunt on.
0: Really? So, yeah. What kind of gun do you use for dove hunting? I shotgun. assume it's a shotgun. Yep. 12 gauge. I've got plenty of those. Do you have like a... Is there like a, a foul spread or something for the yeah. buckshot?
1: Yeah, it depends. If you're on public land, you have to use steel shot, which is a little more expensive, but I have all that. Talking about prepper, man. I've got, I've got plenty of ammo. Yeah. Plenty of shotguns, plenty of ammo but we're going to turn you into a hunter this year. It's done. It's decided, you know, you're committing to this. I'm, I'm committing you to this. Okay. Because when, you don't have autonomy over this. I, I choose this for you. Let me ask
0: you this though. It's uh-huh. in August, but like early August or late August.
1: Um, it doesn't matter because I, you're just going to go. Yeah. Look, listen, when's my baby due? if you're going to commit to being a hunter, you have to realize that family comes second during hunting season.
0: <laughs> I can realize that, but what if my wife doesn't
1: realize that? Just wait till she tastes dove, and then she'll be like, "It's worth it." Okay, just tell her I said that. Okay, I'm sure she'll be fine with it. We'll see. <laughs> I'll, I mean, if you just I'll like, say those words, if you come into the delivery room and you're holding a, like a you know a bag full of doves, still got the blood and feathers on them, she'll just think it's like so amazing that you missed your child's birth <laughs> for dove hunting.
0: I really do want to give it a shot, though. I think it sounds like fun.
1: No pun intended.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Um. So am I going to get you hunting? Yeah, I'll go hunting. You're going to commit to hunting? Yeah. Cuz you committed to watching hockey and you you've only watched like half the games so far.
0: Well, in my defense, they weren't on any visible station at my house until the playoffs started.
1: That's fair. Well, the playoffs were already well in well into it when we well, I mean, committed to the it. finals, I should have said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. But we did watch the game last night, which yeah. was we're recording this on Saturday, so this would have been a Friday night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Friday night.
0: Game four or something? No,
1: it was game five.
0: Oh, yeah. Now they're three and two?
1: Yep. Nice. Yeah. Yep. The uh, the Avalanche are up 3-2 in the series. They were up 3-1 last night at Colorado. They're heading back to Tampa Bay for game six. It was a re- It was actually a pretty good game. It's been a really good series. Except for game two where...
0: That's like the first game I watched too was game two. I was like, this is terrible because like my wife, had her aunt has a, a condo mm-hmm. on Annemarie Island in Florida, which is like an hour from Tampa Bay. And uh, that's where the Lightning are from, Tampa. And uh, the first time I ever went there, while we were there, we were there for a few days, but while we were there... The Lightning won their first Stanley Cup, and everyone was going nuts. And everyone was like, "Oh my God, we got a hockey team that's good now." And um, the Lightning, you know, it was everywhere. So I kind of have a—it's the only in any way affiliation I have with any sort of a hockey team or any like for any reason. Mm-hmm. So when I heard they were in the playoffs, I was or the finals, I was like, "Oh yeah, I want the Lightning to win." Yeah. And watching that game too, you were like, "This it, isn't going to happen." Yeah, I was like, "There is no way." <laughs> It was like seven to nothing.
1: <laughs> it was, yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, but then game three, they came out and it was like seven to two, I think, if I recall. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. So they won. They won the third game. Um, you know, obviously we're complete novices, but um, we committed to watching hockey uh, episode twelve or thirteen. I can't remember. Something like that. It was yeah. A couple episodes ago. I think it was. I've watched every hockey game since then. When I say every, that's like seven hockey games. Yeah. But I've had I have actually, you know, I have to admit, I've become a hockey fan. It's been a lot of fun to watch.
0: It is more entertaining than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Um like I said, I've been to a few minor league games and they're always a blast just because of the fights and stuff. That's one thing I've been annoyed with is there haven't been a lot of fights. And when I have seen a fight, the one fight I saw like the ref just jumped on one of the guys immediately and was like trying to to break up the fight, and I was like, "Let the boys play, yeah, but
1: well last, last night last night's game had some controversy. it was two to two until like five or six minutes left in the uh in the game, yeah, on regulation, and uh they called a tripping call, and I was cheering for the lightning, so I wasn't upset about it um. But I guess the internet is broken today because people are angry that that call decided the game pretty much because it ended up in a power play for Tampa Bay and they scored a goal with like five minutes left.
0: And pretty much sealing the deal there.
1: Yeah. I mean, there were some close calls there at the very end, but, you know, they came out victorious.
0: Well, in game two that I was watching, Tampa had a power play. Which, for people who don't know, a power play is when one of the other opposing team's players, one or more of the opposing team's players, is in the penalty box. Because mm-hmm. if one of the players goes in the penalty box, then you're not allowed to replace that player. You just have to play a man short. Mm-hmm. So Tampa had a power play, so the Avalanche were down a man. And the Avalanche still scored on them. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? Like, How is that even possible? Well, the Avalanche
1: have been phenomenal at when they. Almost capitalize every time on a power play. It's crazy. And that was the problem in that game too, was Avalanche kept getting power play after power play after power play after power play. Yeah. So I sit here, I'm, I'm talking like, like I know hockey. I still don't know hockey.
0: And honestly, I, I when I was watching game two, I noticed that the Avalanche were just murdering them on power plays. Mm-hmm. And that's when I thought, you know, I bet this is why they don't fight that much. And professional, because if you fight, you're gonna you're hurting your team. You're making them go down a person, and maybe that's why there's not as many fights. They're more like conscientious about their team, maybe. I mean, especially in the finals, you don't want to be the reason well, you I, lose. I've seen some fights. I've seen a
1: handful, and since I started watching,
0: when they went down like five or nothing, then they started getting
1: kind of tussled. Yeah, they got they yeah. got real chippy when yeah. they were down five to nothing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was you could tell like they were just like, well, the game's over. We might as well just start boxing some ears yeah, in. Exactly. Yeah. It was pretty good then.
0: I mean, I've seen a few, uh, a few bloody lips, some wiggly teeth, but most of the ones I've seen are from like high stickings. Yeah. for really fights. good checks. Oh yeah. There's been some good checks. Yeah. I feel like the avalanche in my opinion, have been a little superior in their checking.
1: I think they've been pretty well superior across the board. Yeah. Like, they're Clearly. they're so swarming on both offense and defense. They move the puck so well. They spread the floor, and like again, I don't know hockey at all, but I know sports. Like I know in basketball, like I know basketball really well. I Was a season ticket holder for the Pacers for years. Yeah, um, this is Indiana. This is basketball country. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the same tactics that you employ in basketball, you employ in hockey, and I've just noticed like. Tampa falls into the trap of having all of their guys in one area at one time frequently. Yeah. And, um, the avalanche just spread the floor so well and they pass the puck around and they get Tampa Bay on their heels. It seems like a lot.
0: Yeah. It's, I know this is another nerdy thing, but, um, I play a video game called rocket league. You're a child. I know. Um, but it's soccer with, with rocket power cars. And you can do like 3v3 or 2v2, but in that game, there's always a rotation that you're supposed to keep. And sometimes you get on a team with somebody and they do what's called ball chasing, where instead of rotating to where they're supposed to be on the floor, they're just chasing the ball the whole time. And it's not helpful. That's how I feel like, that's what I kept noticing. It seemed like Tampa was doing, is they would start puck chasing, where... If the Avalanche are passing the puck around, which maybe their defense is man on man. I mean, I I don't think you can do that because uh, I
1: I don't know the technique
0: right. Yeah, go
1: side but, of hockey, but but like you said, I could tell a
0: distinct difference
1: between the two. Right,
0: like the Avalanche are always spread out. There's always a guy, like there's always two guys back and on separate sides of the ice. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of times Tampa's got one guy back in one side and everyone else is over by the puck, and it's like they'll break it free, but there's no one out anywhere else to go get the puck.
1: Yeah. I'm cheering for Tampa, but I don't know, man. It's the not av- looking good. The Avalanche look really good. I mean, it's honestly a lot closer of a series than it really should be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't take it. I mean, they're in the Stanley Cup finals. Like, I I'm sitting here never having played hockey, never having <laughs> yeah. watched hockey, and I'm critiquing them. But, like... You know, in all seriousness, like what those guys do out there, whether they're on the avalanche or on the lightning, they're, those guys are amazing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Some of this, like just, just the way they the, can skate the, yeah, the footwork and the skating and like, uh, just the agility that they show out there is amazing to me. Like I have grown to appreciate hockey and before we committed to doing this, like I had zero appreciation for hockey. It was a, a snooze fest to me. Yeah. And like, I can't remember the last time I got ex- so excited about a sport that I did in the last Five games, like, literally jumping off the couch at times in excitement. Yeah, it's like, wow, I have no, I have, I, I have no skin in this game whatsoever. Right, I've just grown to like it. So, it. There's, I'm a hockey fan.
0: Yeah, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we took this journey, and I'm glad you found something else to enjoy. Yeah, in I'm, life. Like, I'm really disappointed though that I waited until
1: the final series yeah. of the season here in, in playoffs. But um,
0: I wish I'd started watching it sooner. I honestly think they only take like two months off before they start uh, I can't again. I not speak to that. I don't know. I feel like 80 some games a year. You looked it up that one time.
1: Yeah. But I don't know when they like,
0: I don't know when they start back up. I feel like, I don't know though. I feel like I read a long time ago that, that they only take like a two month break, maybe a three month break, but it's not long compared to like the NFL. But this is one of those 75% things. Cause I literally have no idea. I, um, also was just thinking that there's probably like maybe one or two hockey fans that are going to listen and be like, I can't believe this idiot just compared this to a, a car video game where you, you hit a ball with a remote control car.
1: NHL to open 2022-2023 season on October 11th, full schedule to come in July. Boom. So okay. we got an answer. My anniversary this year, my whatever anniversary that is, I don't know. Your wedding anniversary? Uh-huh. Romantic, huh? Your wedding anniversary
0: is October 11th? Yeah. You got married in October? I did. I love fall weddings.
1: Uh, That's kind of fruity. (laughs) I don't know of any man that talks about loving weddings of a certain season.
0: (laughs) Well, find you a man that doesn't hunt. (laughs) And I bet he has a season that he likes to go to weddings in. I don't like going to weddings at all. But if you have to go to a wedding... What season would you prefer it be in? Not the summer. No one wants to be out there in a suit in the summer or a tux. My wedding was in December. I don't like to be hot.
1: I don't care. You know what I wear weddings? I wear a polo shirt and khakis.
0: I always dreamed of an evening wedding. You dreamed of your wedding? When I was a kid, yeah. I wanted it to be black and white, and I wanted it to be an evening wedding. I've never
1: heard of a man dreaming about (laughs) specific details of his wedding other than
0: one thing and that's after the wedding. Well, I just thought that a black and white evening wedding would be very classy Um, but then once I got married, I already knew this anyway but obviously the woman gets to make all the decisions.
1: Yeah, yeah. I could care less about any of the details of my wedding. Uh, I wore exactly what my wife told me to wear. Um, I was wherever she told me it was going to be. On time, whenever I needed to be there for receptions or whatever, you know, not the reception, the rehearsal, yeah, rehearsal, all that stuff. How much money do you need? Where do I need to be? What am I wearing? That's all I care about. Yeah, I I'm a big guy. I didn't even care about what we were eating. Where'd you stay? The My mind floor? on one thing.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, I was thinking about that too. I just, I also just cared about the the decorations. <laughs>
1: No, I, I didn't really. Whatever, man. Teach their own. I I could care less with the decor. We, I honestly just wanted to elope. I actually helped with the
0: decorations, like I, I mean, as far as putting them out and stuff. We decorated did the you? church ourselves. I did not. Well, I'm I'm a
1: worthless human being because I didn't help with that kind of stuff. That was not my not my thing.
0: Hey, I, I mean, tweets their own. You know what I mean? Yeah my buddy's so. wedding i made all of the centerpieces for their reception out of lavender and jars that's cute it you know what it was cute it was actually very totes adorbs very elegant elegant reception nice <laughs> i liked your guys' reception not my reception it was my buddy's reception
1: i liked your reception though yeah
0: our reception was pretty pretty yeah. cool pretty good food there was beer you know that food was pretty good i was pretty impressed my obviously um uh, I think I've mentioned this several times. My wife can't have gluten; she has celiac disease. Yeah. Um. But she had this caterer that she knew that made gluten-free stuff, so it was just meat, and I was very happy. Brisket, yeah. pork, chicken. Mm-hmm. These herbal chicken breasts, they were insane. We got to take a bunch of it home, like all the leftovers. We just took them home. Mm-hmm. We just put them in our deep freeze. We actually, when we we're having our first dance together, we were dancing, talking about how we're going to go to the deep freeze the next day. We're like, tomorrow we're going to go buy a deep freeze from (laughs) like, that's the conversation we're having while we were dancing. (laughs) It's like, we're going to go get a deep freeze tomorrow. I don't remember where we got it from Menards or something. (laughs) I was like, we're going to put it in the basement. I was like, we'll put on some blocks. So it doesn't, in case of floods, it'll be okay. Yep. We're going to fill it with that meat. Nice. We did. You
1: still got any of it?
0: Actually. Yeah. (laughs) The other day she was like, we should probably throw that away. I was like, it might still be good.
1: (laughs) Oh, that meat, it'll stay good for a while in
0: the freezer. It's been over a year.
1: You're you're talking to a
0: prepper, man. Cooked meat for over a year? You think it'll be okay? Oh, yeah. Every single person I've asked is like, no, don't eat that. Did you like put it in freezer bags? Yeah, it'd be
1: fine. Might be a little dry.
0: Nothing a little barbecue sauce can't
1: fix. Right? Yeah. Listen, I got... How many freezers do I have? Four. I do. So we have the freezer. Well, I actually have, yeah, four. If you count the freezer that's above the fridge, I do. Yeah. So I have that freezer. And then I have a small chest freezer. And then I have two upright freezers that are huge, wide, and deep. Yeah. Big freezers. I have a beef freezer. I have a chicken freezer. (laughs) And I have a pork freezer. (laughs)
0: got all sorts of meat. When I was a kid, we were growing up. We had one of those really large stand up freezers out in our garage. Mm -hmm. And I, we grew up very not wealthy, very not wealthy. Yeah. (laughs) Like my mom and dad had four kids at this point in time. My mom didn't work very much. Mm. And my dad worked for the state highway. He's a dispatcher. But I think he only made, yeah, I know he didn't make $40,000 a year, but having four kids, Mm -hmm. budgeting for food, I don't know how they did it, honestly. But every year my uncle would get a deer, multiple deer, Mm -hmm. um, and he would bring over venison, and they would just fill that freezer with venison. And he was like, there you go. And we would have, my mom would make deer chili, deer spaghetti. Deer steaks, deer roast. I hate deer. What? I hate it. And I could always taste, whenever she put in anything, like, if she wouldn't tell us, and we'd be eating, like, spaghetti or chili, and as soon as I took a bite, I'm like, this is deer meat. I can tell because it's awful. And I was never not right. Like, I could always tell. So, whoever butchered that deer probably wasn't doing it right. Yeah, that's what I've been told. A poorly butchered deer tastes Awful, like gamey and disgusting. Yeah, irony and yeah, just gross. I'll get you some good deer sometime. I heard they have like a gland behind their knee on their leg, and if you—that's why you get
1: professionally butchered. Yeah, exactly.
0: I have, I don't, I've only ever butchered one deer,
1: and it was because I hit it. I hit it in the middle of the night. My only option was to bring it home and immediately start butchering it, and I turned almost the entire thing into hamburger. Part of that was by hitting it; it turned into almost all hamburger, and then <laughs> it was not good. It was not great. Was the worst deer ever had. Yeah, yep. Here we are talking about food. You started it. I'm sorry. We'll talk about what we're smoking. Okay, this is our uh, we're smoking another Bill of Lading blend. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been on a Virginia kick lately. Me too. And I've really, I've
0: never been a Virginia person ever. I know, and I'm very excited that you've been on a, on this kick.
1: Yeah, um, thanks to 5100, it like made me realize how great Virginias can be. hmm And so I've been trying some here and there, and I keep coming back to 5100. But uh, we're trying another one tonight, and this one is Green Dragon by Country Squire. That's one of their uh, Middle Earth series, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah. I have been wanting to try this for a long time. I was very excited when I saw in the box from Mike. The uh, Country Squire's website description says, A blend of ripe, air-cured, and rich, flu-cured Virginia tobaccos. Smooth and easy to smoke. The richness of the blend is accented by noticeable grass, hay, and natural sugars. A treat for your palate and for your companions.
1: Huh, or your pals
0: or your pals and uh actually as soon as I fired it up that's what you said you're like that smells delicious it does it smells better than it tastes in my opinion yeah um it's not bad but I was kind of disappointed me too yeah it's not terrible no it's not bad it's just I guess I hoped for more
1: yeah me too because I love uh this is the th- Third or fourth blend I've had from Country Squire. Um I've had Rivendell and Old Toby. Now Green Dragon. You've had second breakfast as well.
0: I've had second breakfast as well.
1: Have I had anything else that you've gotten from them?
0: No, but um I feel terrible for this. I think his name's Mike too. Um, but the guy that does the pipes and whiskey yeah. YouTube channel. Yep. Um that guy gave us a couple of samples. Yes. And so we tried, it was second breakfast, wasn't it? No, it was angry Cornishman Mm. was one that we got and we got one other one. I don't remember what it was. So we've tried more than just the, yeah. But every time we go to a show, that guy's just like handing out free samples. I know. What a, what a gentleman. Swell guy. Yeah. Seriously. That's unexpected. The first time he was just like, Hey, you want one of these? And I was like, uh, yeah, definitely. I do. Mm. Very surprised. But anyway, yeah, Country Squire puts out good stuff. They do.
1: Yeah. Um, I love, I go back and forth between Old Toby and Rivendell. Same. Um, I th- think I tend to lean more towards Rivendell
0: than Old Toby. It's less goopy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Old Toby, I actually, I think I like Old Toby better as far as the flavor goes. Slightly, but Rivendell is, to, for me, I just find it easier to, to smoke, easier to pack, and the flavor is also incredible.
1: Yeah, Old Toby, the flavors I get from Old Toby is just like straight sweet. Yeah. Um, and Rivendell is like, you get the tobacco through it, but then you also get the sweet. And that's why I, think why, why I lean more towards that. Yeah, I agree with that. They're actually very similar blends. I agree with that too. I mean, I'm sure they're very different when it comes to ingredients and toppings like that. But when it comes down to it, if I stuck them side by side, like I could probably tell the difference. Uh, no, I definitely could tell the difference, but they're very similar. Very close, yeah, yeah. This is not. This is completely different. This is a straight Virginia. Yeah. Um. I get. Uh, a sweet tea vibe. Yeah. There's definitely that tea there. There's definitely some sweetness.
0: There's a lot of sweetness in this Virginia for sure. Um. I do kind of get the, the grassy hay um, with the sweetness of the Virginias. Honestly, it's not like burning me up too bad, really. Not at all. Yeah. Which is I've, nice.
1: I've gone through over half this bowl, and I'm smoking it out of a new uh, Savinelli Bing's Favorite Extra. You know, I, I got this thing for Father's Day, mm-hmm. and I've smoked it a few times. But I was contemplating which pipe to smoke from, and it's got a long stem because I wanted to smoke. I'll use a long stem for Virginia, because they tend to burn me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, I got to go long stem and a little churchwarden-y. This definitely puts off
0: churchwarden vibes. When you had it in your mouth earlier, I was like, that's so close to being a churchwarden. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a straight churchwarden essentially. Pretty much. I, I feel like maybe it's an inch or two short, but yeah, it's. Definitely like a baby church warden. Good looking pipe. It's a beautiful pipe. I love, love bings. Me too.
1: And I have three, before I got this, I had three of them. Yeah. And when they came out with this extra, I was like, got to get it. And so, of course, I got it in the rusticade with the Cumberland stem. Yeah. Because uh, it twins with my first bing. Mm-hmm. It's just like two inches longer. Mm-hmm. You know the one that you you want desperately that you keep asking me to trade you. Yeah, and I keep saying no. Yeah. So when yeah. we went to Chicago, you had to get one of your own, right? No, I didn't. Well, you got a Bing.
0: I this is a Bing style pipe mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but this is a merchant service pipe. Um, I think I brought I've talked about this before, and I've definitely smoked on here before too, but. It's made by Merchant Service. Um I've always wanted one of their pipes and they're always sold out. Mm. So when I saw them at the the show, I was so excited because I just really wanted
1: were, one of these. You like ran over there. I did.
0: Um and uh yeah, this is I got the rusticated one. Um actually I think this might be sandblasted. It is sandblasted. Yeah, so I got the sandblasted one. And um I was gonna go with the smooth, but I feel like sandblasting and rustication are a little more forgiving. Um Yeah. And I did I've already dropped this at least twice. So um You Clutz. I know. But I feel like if it was a smooth pipe, there'd be a nick in it or like a scratch or something. But because it's mm. sandblasted, if there is, you can't even you can't see it or find it. I couldn't find it. It might a smooth one might have been fine, but I just kept thinking about how I was gonna ruin it. Yeah.
1: So you've smoked Green Dragon. You're on your second bowl. I am on my second bowl. You've smoked it out of two different lengths of pipes. Yeah. Two different types of pipes. You're
0: smoking out of a cob now. I am. The uh, the second pipe that I, I loaded up and I'm smoking is... It's actually my favorite cob. My favorite style of cob mm-hmm. that I've found so far. It's their Diplomat. Mm-hmm. Um. But this is the apple shaped diplomat.
1: Yeah, it's like it's kinda like that. If you if you compare it to a traditional pipe, it's more of a um volcano. Like that volcano brandy. Or apple. Or apple shape, yeah. Yeah. Kinda.
0: Yeah. It's the okay. apple diplomat. I get that. So it's like an apple shaped kinda. Kinda. <laughs> but it is similar to like it's similar to a volcano, I guess. It's more
1: yeah. like a pear to me with the top cut off.
0: Well, anyway. Um, like an upside down strawberry, and then I have the uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a that was a corny joke forever stem on here from Vermont Freehand. Mm. I think I have four of these forever stems, or I've I know I bought four, but one of them's on one of your pipes up there because it's too short, so I traded to you. Yeah, because you don't like short stems. I don't, but. This um the cob, did you bring it up because you wanted me to talk about the difference between the links?
1: Yeah, well the difference because you, you smoked the same blend out of a briar and out of a cob, but also
0: a long pipe and a moderate pipe. And I will say that earlier I said that I said it's really not burning me that much mm-hmm. because it wasn't, but this time it is burning me a little bit more, mm. and I didn't think about it until. You mentioned how long your pipe was, and I thought, oh, I bet that's why. Cause this is shorter than my other pipe that I had already smoked out of. So this one I am getting a little more tongue bite. It the uh, it is getting a little hotter. Okay. But um it's still not terrible though. It's still not as bad as a lot of other ones I've had. Um it overall burns cool as I'm getting out here. Okay. But flavor wise, it, it is there is something in there. And I don't know if it's a casing, but there's something in there that I, I don't know what it is, but
1: it doesn't taste like tobacco.
0: Yeah. It's like, uh, hold on.
1: I don't get that. I mean, I'm sure there is because from what I understand, there's some sort of casing on pretty much every tobacco. I mean, if I don't, if I remember correctly, didn't Jeremy Reeves himself tell us that at mule town that pretty much every tobacco out there
0: has some sort of casing on it. I think he did say that. I don't know, man. It's almost like I'm again, I'm an, an idiot. I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to tobacco or tasting things. But to me, it almost tastes like there's a very, very subtle, very subtle hint of vanilla or like marshmallow. Very subtle, but I keep like, I keep getting it randomly Mm. and I don't know what it is.
1: I, when you first lit it up, the smell that I got made me think that it had a topping. Um, and since I've smoked it, I've not got that again, but on your first light, just the room note smelled like it had a topping on it, but I'm, I've almost catched this bowl. And I haven't got that hint once.
0: Well, I'll tell you what it is. The reason I said what I said is because I hate Lane 1Q. And I believe Lane 1Q has a vanilla flavoring to it. It does. And every once in a while when I'm smoking this, I get a little bit of a taste that reminds me of Lane 1Q. Very, very faintly. Very, very slightly. To the point where it's not Excuse me, it's not off-putting, but it's distinct to me. Metallic? No. It's a sweetness? Yeah. Okay. But I don't
1: know what it is. The number one thing that I get from Lane 1Q, as far as the smoking it goes, is metallic. Mm. Like more so than the flavor of the sweetness, I get metallic. And that's the thing that I find... Off-putting by Lane 1Q. Hmm. I think when we discussed it on an episode way back when we discussed our least favorite blends. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I described it as like the taste that you get when you put a penny in your mouth. Yeah. Because we were all kids once. We probably put money in our mouths, every one of us, at some point. Or you like like, lick your finger
0: for some reason after you've handled some change. You're right. And I remember now having that conversation because I think it tastes like, I think I said it tastes like if you put a marshmallow in your mouth and someone punched you and you had like blood in your mouth.
1: Uh-huh. That would be the iron that you taste probably mm-hmm. in your blood. If I had to guess, I think you'd be accurate. Maybe heavy metals like mercury.
0: <laughs> I certainly hope not.
1: Hey, I had a science question for you. <laughs>
0: Great. Since we're talking about test
1: tasting, <laughs> why does a moon rock taste better than an earth rock?
0: Why does a moon rock taste better than an earth rock? Mm-hmm. Moon rock, moon rock earth rock. I don't know.
1: Because it's a little meatier. mm <laughs> Yeah.
0: Still not liking the dad jokes, huh? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but I took a minute to actually think about it and try to figure out the answer. hmm And, uh... You think too logically about dad jokes. Yeah, it's not logical, and... It irritates me. <laughs> <laughs> you to be a good dad, man. You better love dad jokes. Well can't dad jokes be logical? I guess. Like the I feel like the the, the milking stool joke I told was logical.
1: I mean, so's this one.
0: Well, I don't know. I guess I guess that could be true, maybe. What do you think about Oklahoma? Um, I think it's where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. I think it's okay. Yeah. No? No. That That was better. That one was better. I like that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Terrible dad jokes. Please reach out to us and tell us your favorite dad joke because I love dad jokes. Yeah. I'm a dad of four girls. I have a soon to be 12 year old, a 10 year old, a six year old, a four year old. I'm sure there's a dad joke that you can tell me. It would be greatly beneficial to my family. <laughs> I don't know if that's you true. You can reach us at Pipespores and Pals at gmail dot com or at socials at Pipespoors and Pals. You can reach Nate at Indiana Nate or myself at Coffee Pot Codger. And Nate would love to hear your dad jokes. Actually, I'll tell you what, I want our listeners to reach out and spam Nate <laughs> don't at Indiana Nate with your worst dad jokes. Don't do that. <laughs> Blow up his inbox, please. It's just the worst dad jokes you can think of. He loves them so much. You know what I loved was... Oh, no,
0: don't spam Nate. The other day, uh, when I was over here, you told a dad joke and Manny just rolled her eyes inside. And I loved it so much. Like... <laughs> I
1: don't remember... Was it all. the Sigourney
0: Weaver one? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know
1: that be- before Sigourney Weaver came along, People had to weave their own
0: Sigorneys. Yep. That's the one. It's terrible. It's, yeah, she rolled her eyes and walked away. Yeah. I'm used to it. But that's, I feel like that's the response you're looking for.
1: That's exactly the response you're looking for.
0: Yeah. But see,
1: not from another dad. Right. I'm hoping that you, like, shape up once you have your child. Well... I really hope for our friendship that you shape up
0: and you, you start to appreciate dad jokes. Why are you trying to change who I am as a human being? <laughs> You're like, I want you to go. You have to go hunting and you have to like dad jokes.
1: <laughs> you have to. You don't have to go hunting.
0: No, I want to go hunting. No, you don't. I dream about killing things all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the long con man we're still this is a murder podcast just wait until episode 35 yo yeah, these are going to be evidence <laughs> spoiler alert episode 35 is when it happens oh man <laughs> wow that's your episode that you're you're hosting right
0: uh, yeah <laughs> That should fall right around August. Makes sense. No. Yeah, I have no idea. This is episode 15, man. This is episode 15. Mm Mm-hmm. August is three months away. No. (laughs) You're losing count, man. Is it
1: June? What year is it? Okay. Next week. Next Friday. This coming Friday. Actually, scratch that. When this airs... Tomorrow. The next day. If you're listening to this, tomorrow is the beginning of July. First day of summer. No, it's already summer. (laughs) I know. It's hard to believe July
0: is here already. It is crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. You're about to be a dad, dude. Oh my God, you're right. Like in like six or seven weeks. That's so terrifying, man. We only have a few more episodes before you become a dad. I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm kind of scared. Are you? Yeah. Cause I just feel like, I don't know, man. I feel like, uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Like my entire life, I got together with my now wife, uh, two years ago, 2019 is when we started dating. And, uh, it was right at the end of 2019. Um, but before that I wouldn't even have a pet because I didn't want to re- be responsible for another living creature mm. like I had a hard enough time just keeping myself alive so the idea of being responsible for another human being I feel like I had to start making different choices in life like I feel like I kind of have to change a like lot of friends
1: no <laughs> your hobbies like Smoking and podcasting
0: has got to go. No, no, no. Like, uh, maybe I should move more. Are you dumping me? (laughs) Maybe I should, like, move more. Like, just, I don't know, man. Like, I've been doing this floor, you know? And uh, it hurts to get up and down. And I think about, like, having a, a kid that wants to play. Like, the other day I was out in the yard and I was running around with the dogs. Cause it was just, I was home alone and we took the great Danes out and they like to run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was kind of chasing around the yard and stuff for about five minutes. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so like, I couldn't breathe. My legs hurt. I f- like my muscles were literally sore for five minutes of chasing dogs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I'm going to have a child that I'm going to raise, I should be able to play with her and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I should be able to do things. So now I feel like I need to eat celery, eat celery and and get into shape. You know what I mean? Mm. Like start doing yoga. So I'm not so sore from just getting up and down, like stretch stuff out. You know what
1: I mean? You just jump straight to yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: not as the workout part, but as like the stretching part. Yoga. Like I got a gimp knee. Like I shouldn't have a gimp knee
1: every if you, listen you're you're a dad late in life that's true by the time you turn 30 you should have at least a bad knee if not a bad hip like it, it's in it's in the adult handbook <laughs> well if you get to 30 and you don't have a bad appendage are you even really 30
0: yeah i'm a little i'm a little over 30 you
1: know what i'm saying is like If you, when you turn 30, if you don't have a bad appendage, like a bad knee or a bad foot or something,
0: I don't really think you're 30 yet. I didn't feel 30 when I turned 30 because I didn't have any bad appendages or anything. Really? Really. When I turned 30, I was living with my two friends in Indy and uh, I was probably running like two miles a night. Every night I got home from work, my friend, my one of my roommates, Jolene, her and I would go for a run.
1: No wonder you weren't married, you loser. Who runs?
0: I was. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I quit running.
1: That's why I quit. It's awful.
0: Yeah, it was terrible. I I don't understand how people enjoy running. So I was trying to get into shape when I was living with these girls, and this is an embarrassing story. I feel like Jake will be able to relate to this. So I go to this because g- <laughs> Jay's the only one I know that goes to the gym. So I go to this gym. It was in uh, in my apartment complex. I lived in like these uh, fancy apartments that I I could only afford because I shared them with two girls. And um,
1: it sounds like a Threes Company
0: episode. So I'm I go to the gym right, and I was sitting there like I went down there and I was like, okay, I'm just trying to get into shape trying to lose a little weight at the time I get on the elliptical because when I lived in New York, I was always going, I would go to the gym every single night with the friends I had there and I'd use like the elliptical and they have this thing there called the arc trainer. It's like a mix between a stairmaster and and elliptical. It burns a lot of calories. Um, so I got on the elliptical in this gym and I start going and at the time I was single and, um, this really attractive girl walks in right after I start to the point where she was walking in as I was climbing on the elliptical, you know, and I hadn't worked out in a long time, two minutes on this machine and I'm hurting. I was like, Oh my God, like this is so much worse than I remember. Remember it being like my legs hurt. I can see where this is going. And, but I was like, I can't get right off this machine because she watched me climb on it and she's going to be like, what? This idiot's been on this machine for two minutes. In all reality, I'm sure I wasn't even on her radar. I'm sure I didn't even register as a person in the room. You know what I mean? There was just the two of us in there, but I doubt like she wasn't thinking about me. You know what I mean? She was like, "Who's this creepy guy on the elliptical? And why is he grunting?" (laughs) So (laughs) why is
1: he breathing so heavy? (laughs) This is creepy.
0: I immediately I was like, "Okay, I got to slow down." Like so, I slow it down because I'm in serious pain, (laughs) and. I'm going and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to make this last for five minutes and then I'm going to walk out of this gym and that's like, that'll be it. So like I said, after two minutes in, I'm in a lot of pain. So I'm going and I'm watching the clock on the thing and I slow it down a lot. Like I'm just barely making this thing go and I have like my headphones in. So I'm pretending like I'm just listening to music and I, you know, um, the, the clock is ticking and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, okay, so it hits five minutes. And I was like, okay, thank God. So my water sitting on this bench next to the elliptical and I climb off the elliptical to sit, to get my water. And I almost fall down because, <laughs> <laughs> because my hamstrings or sorry, my quads are so sore from being on this elliptical for five minutes. <laughs> I almost fell down. Like I literally took a step and my legs were like, we don't work anymore. And I had to sit on this bench. So I sat there and I grabbed my water and I take a few drinks. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can walk out of this gym right now. My legs hurt so bad. So now you're just sitting there watching this girl in the gym. <laughs> and so now I'm just sitting there. And I pull my phone out. I'm looking through my phone, pretending I, and, and I'm panicking. Like I'm sweating profusely now because I'm so nervous. I was already sweating, but so I get up to walk out, and my legs are like every step I take, they're locking into place because there's <laughs> like I can barely walk. So I'm walking out of this gym, and I walk past this girl, and I'm just like a robot, just. Every step, my legs are just locking into place. <laughs> and I got to that door, and I just—I was like, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I never went back to that gym ever again.
1: That's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, it was
0: terrible. <laughs> Did you get her number? No. <laughs> I didn't even. Talk That's to her. how I met your mother. <laughs> I didn't
1: even talk to her. That's great stuff. Yeah. Well, we're getting ready to move to a new building for work. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you this or if I've told you this on the podcast, but um, there's a workout room at the new building. And I requested of my boss to make my office the room directly across from the workout room. Yeah. Yeah. I want to feel the shame because I need to get into shape. And, you know, I can't even look at Instagram without crying because, you know, Jace always like showing his post-workout flex and all that stuff. and
0: Yeah. Or like videos of him doing workouts at the gym and stuff. Yeah. And he goes to a Planet Fitness, which is what I used to go to. Mm. So I see that purple and I'm just like, oh man, I used to do that. Yeah. Not it's, like him. It makes you feel
1: ashamed, doesn't it?
0: It does, yeah. Yeah. Makes Jay. At least we're both taller than him. Yeah.
1: Mm. We got one thing. <laughs> got one thing on him. <laughs> He's got way better tobacco, way better pipes, way, way better fitness. Way better shape. Yeah. Way better hair. He does have nice hair. He does have nice hair. Yeah. He he tans with a scudo on his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he listens to that really cool podcast while he tans. Yeah. 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 He's a good dude. He is a good dude. We got to meet a bunch of people at the uh Chicago show and uh it was good. Been uh been getting a lot of like um just like conversation and connections and stuff with people that were at the show or we're somewhat tied to the show. Seems like on yeah. Instagram, yeah. So yeah, it's been fun. We've gone way too long. I gotta do lots of editing. Well, I gave you lots of things to edit. Yeah, I did too. So it's been a um, awful episode of just Rabbit Trails, but it's okay. I I had fun. It's who we are. This is Rabbit Trails, Pores and Pals. <laughs> we we gotta figure out how to tie Rabbit Trails into the name somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, reach out to us at pipesportsandpalsgmail.com. We actually check our emails frequently because we're needy of your attention. So we just kind of like stare at our email box. You know,
0: every time I, I see an email that we've gotten, uh huh, no matter how soon I seen it, I see it, it's already been viewed by you. Yeah. Like it goes, like I I, I check my inbox every once in a while throughout the day, but every time I see somebody has emailed us, mm-hmm. it's grayed out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I've never been just into one email. Like I've never seen it first one time, I don't think.
1: Well, so I stare at a computer screen all day long. Yeah. And all of my Google accounts are tied to my work computer as well. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So like my computer dings at me and while I'm staring at my computer. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So if we, if I, if I respond back to you super quickly, right after you email me, it's not because I'm staring at my inbox and being creepy and like, like crying, waiting for somebody to talk to us. I just stare at my computer screen for work because I'm a, because I dispatch and that kind of stuff. So nothing creepy, nothing like being on an elliptical too long, you know, trying to impress a girl in the gym.
0: Yeah. Nothing like that. No grunting. No.
1: I don't grunt while I type my response out in the email or anything like that.
0: I wasn't grunting either. No. Maybe some,
1: you were doing some like, like some sort of like heavy breathing last night when you were responding to that email. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't. He did not. I like to make up things. Nate's kind of worn off on me. Um, Except instead of me just like making up facts, I just make up ridiculous things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of the facts that I make up, they're not necessarily made up. I just don't know if they're true. Mm -hmm. Like most of the things I say I've read or seen somewhere, Mm -hmm. or sometimes I elaborate a bit, you know, but so 75% of everything I say is made up, but it's Like, like, like the
1: whole P thing. I still can't get over that, man. That's so weird. That's one hundred percent true. That it's that it's healthy for you?
0: No, that people believe it is.
1: Oh, yeah. I think it's called urine therapy. Urine therapy. Yeah. Oh, I hate to say this, but I have to read on this. Like,
0: yeah, you should. Uh, Did you know that there used to be? I'll see what I started.
1: I've heard it enough.
0: That's well, just something you learn about, you know.
1: Uh, my brain hurts now. That's a good place to stop the episode. Yeah. This has Stop. been an okay episode tonight. Stopping on pee. Thank you for listening to us. I'm sorry you had to endure through that. <laughs> I've been your pal, Justin. I've been your pal, Nate. We're so glad you could join us on this episode. We'll see you in about a week. Have a great night, everybody. Bye, everybody.